This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome to the War Room. It's Natalie G. Winters filling in for Stephen K. Bannon today, December 7th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Quite the busy news cycle, even that blockbuster Axio piece that dropped this morning aside from the border to the NDAA. To Ukraine, you even have Joe Biden tweeting out that it's those darn House Republicans who are holding the line, who are daring to actually put American sovereignty first, which isn't something that I guess House Republicans are actually used to doing. Uh, But he's so mad that our House Republicans, the very same people that you guys are always calling, are daring to not support the endless quagmire war that is Ukraine and instead doing something that I think President Donald Trump once said, and that is putting America first. We have a packed show today. I really wanted to start with an immigration focus. That's why we should have, I think, in a little bit, we might have had a little jumble with the schedule. But in the meantime, I'm happy to rant. I guess that's what Steve has been doing. But we'll have Congressman Biggs. We'll have Jenny Tare from The Daily Caller. We also got uh, people from the American Accountability Foundation speaking about how the Biden regime is already working overtime to basically subvert and basically blockade uh, a lot of what the Trump administration is likely going to do when it comes to immigration. And just to keep things light on a Thursday afternoon here in the war room, we got people from Heritage Oversight joining us to talk about all the crazy transgender transition policies uh, that we have going on in the Biden regime. They're basically rolling out the red carpet for anyone who wants to be trans one day, bisexual the next, a demi-queer the next day, you name it. Um, I don't think we have any of our guests up yet, so I will tee up a little bit with what I want to talk to Congressman Biggs about, or if we get Jenny up, we'll go to her first. Um, But people may have seen, there was a story that I had written a few months ago uh, that was getting a lot of traction as of late that has to do with how, believe it or not, the Biden crime family, no, it's not that they're profiting off of the Chinese Communist Party, it's not that they're profiting off of Ukraine, but it's actually that, believe me, they're, they're doing all of that and then some, but they're actually profiting off of illegal immigration, e-plata, which is basically a, a digital currency, a digital wallet type application that is used even in its own advertising and promotional debt material, uh, saying it's the top go-to platform for migrants living in the United States to send remittances back to Mexico. Well, believe it or not, Hunter Biden, through his stake in BHR Partners, which it's still sort of shady whether or not he still retains that 10% financial interest in that company, um, actually was an early investor, believe it or not, in ePlata. And their real selling uh, point is that you don't even need to use a government ID. You don't have to have any form of identification to use the app. In other words, making it perfect 
for illegal immigrants, but frankly, I think more nefariously making it perfect for human trafficking, drug cartels, you name it. But it's just sort of one of these glowing and glaring examples of how the Biden regime has gotten very wealthy off of, frankly, destroying this country from within. I see someone getting ready uh, momentarily to join us. I think we're going to have Mike Howell from Heritage Oversight, who was supposed to be my last guest. I was saving the best for last, but I guess we're going to go to Mark momentarily. But I'll give you a little bit of a, a tee up because this story I was scrolling through Twitter this morning and it just absolutely blew my mind. Usually when we talk about transitions here in the war room, we're talking about the forthcoming transition between Joe Biden's regime and the Trump administration. Uh, but in the context of the Biden regime, when you hear the word transition, we're talking about transgenderism and some of the crazy policies that they're rolling out from an institutional perspective, frankly, from an infrastructure perspective to make the federal government more accommodating uh, to not just the deep staters, right? We already hate that enough. Uh, but to make it more accommodating to the deep staters who one day decide that they want to be trans. Um, if we have markup, I think we're ready to go. I would love to. Yes. OK, I see you. Um, I would love for you to walk the audience through the ridiculous policies. I know there are a lot of uh, answers that could that could fill in there because there are a lot of ridiculous policies that the Biden regime is pushing, but particularly on the front of making sure that, you know, transgender deep state officials feel at home and safe within the Biden regime. Can you tell me what the Biden regime is doing? Right. So it's basically a form of an intellectual purge, right? This is targeted speech enforcement, behavior, religious kind of persecution to uh, force this transgender craze, not only the acceptance of and I, I heard you use the term accommodating earlier, and I just want to get us away from that. That is the language of the left. What they want is celebration. They want you to supplicate yourself before it. And so let me tell you what's going on. Biden and his team, they promised infrastructure, right? They were going to build roads and bridges. Well, that's not exactly the infrastructure they've built. They've gone agency by agency and developed this transgender for speech uh, uh, you know, program, Okay. So basically, there is an executive order, and one of the top investigators on our team, Colin Amot, he went out, and, and through FOIA, we have been able to gather bits and pieces from each agency. And what we're finding is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we just put out something about the Department of Labor. Keep in mind how many people the Department of Labor touches. We're talking all the unions, contractors, any any you know sort of labor entity. And they're not allowing you to say, sir, ma'am, miss, or missus. They want general neutral language across the board. Now, how far away is that from this, you know, Scran Joe, come on man, who advertised himself as a union class guy? He's forcing all the union workers to use the preferred pronouns. And you go across the board, Bureau of Prisons may be the craziest of all, because when you go to a federal prison now, you're in there for some bad stuff. You know, you're down in the big house by the river learning to play harmonica. Well, you know what else you can get? You can get transgender surgery if you ask your warden for it. Think of how crazy that is. And uh, not only transgender surgery, they've built out this giant infrastructure of psychologists, doctors, far lefties. They'll give you facial hair removal surgery just so you feel more like a woman if you're in federal jail for rape and murder, all the taxpayer expense. And this is every last agency. We found out Border Patrol. Guess what? They have to use gender neutral language for illegal aliens crossing the border. We're talking about people from 157 countries that are storming in this invasion by invitation. And our Border Patrol, who's overwhelmed, now has to keep up 
with not offending you know anybody by using the wrong pronoun in 157 different languages. It is insanity the level of sophistication they build this operation, uh, the radicalization of this uh, forced speech doctrine, and they're aiming to make you as uncomfortable as possible if you're any rational person with any sort of conservative or moderate bent who says, hey, maybe I'm not for this mass sex change and sexual castration movement that's happening across the country. It's so in your face, but I think that's exactly the point. They want to show, they want to brag in the faces of the American people with what they can get away with because they essentially have unchecked power. And meanwhile, our Republican defenders or what should be defenders on Capitol Hill are, you know, trying to figure out how big the FBI's new headquarters are going to be. We don't exactly have a very strong front line of defense. And frankly, too, I think when you see our side pushing back so hard against the administrative state, whether it's Schedule F or these various practices that we're going to use to really make sure that the power of these unelected bureaucrats is neutered, is nullified. I feel like this is sort of, at least with the transgender weirdness going on in the federal government, their attempts to really drive out, like you said, normal, sane-minded people who don't want to put up with it. I want to read some of the stuff that you guys uncovered uh, through your FOIA, was that employees who refuse to play the pronoun game are subject to discipline for fostering a, quote, hostile work environment. The Biden administration is also building a taxpayer-funded human resources apparatus at every agency to support employee transitions. This includes the issuance of supporting policies and a chief transgender point of contact at every agency to support transitions. I'm pretty sure the last time the Biden regime hired someone who was trans or gender neutral, didn't they like end up in jail for stealing a suitcase and then they were arrested again for, you know, failing to comply? I don't think it's worked out. I'd say they're all in one on the transgender hiring policies. But if you could just go a little more into to what you guys really obtained from the FOIA requests and how the Biden regime, the lengths they're going to really hide these crazy policies that they're implementing. Absolutely. It's outrageous. You have to go through Freedom of Information Act, often litigation and other investigative means to get this information. But what we're seeing across the board is basically infrastructure being built out, very complex. And you would think if every agency is tasked with developing their own kind of program for dealing with it, there'd be some daylight between them. But there's really not. So you can see that there's a central coordination. And that leads me as an investigator to wonder who's pulling the strings. I think the answer to that is a lot of the far left radical groups like, you know, Human Rights Campaign, other Soros affiliated organizations who see this, you know, Marxist issue of forcing transgenderism as a way to take over the largest employer in the United States, which is the federal government. And it doesn't end there because this triples or, or trickles down to the contractor community, people who want to do with the business with the federal government. Next thing you know, it's the industry standard across the board. So it's the biggest bully pulpit, pulpit you can have. And, uh, you know, for a lot of people, this is a great job to the federal government. There are great benefits. You know, a lot of people would be very happy to, you know, get in there, get their pension, serve their country and, and retire. Now you have what's the gold standard. It's the chief transition officer in, in one of these departments. It's insanity. And basically the message is if you are, you know, any normal American who've used this country and, you know, patriotic terms, you are made to feel unwelcome. You are told to bite your tongue. You will potentially be disciplined and rooted out of the agency. And so they're recreating this country using the federal government as their chief weapon. And it's not just the trans stuff. Obviously, that's like one of the most noxious and in your face. But on issues related to, you know, race, religion and everything else, it is the woke panoply of the issues. And this is what your elected officials in the administration 
are spending their time doing. We have the world on fire, our economy's in the dumpster, and they're figuring out how to force people to use uh, pronouns. Because ultimately what they want, Natalie, is they want to recruit more transgenders at the end of the day. They're trying to turn children into transgender children. I mean, this is what's happening in the schools. It's the recruitment initiative. And so when you get the federal government's uh, platform saying, this stuff is not only okay, we're not just gonna like not hurt people's feelings, we're going to celebrate it and fire you if you disagree. You're giving the cover to this massive recruitment effort to turn kids transgender, which you know has caused so much damage through the genital mutilation of children. Uh, and this disorder, this mental disorder is having a really tough impact on our country, which we're gonna take decades, decades to recover from only if we stop it now. So the audience knows we, you know, don't cover the noise. We focus on the signal here uh, in this show. And obviously it's easy to, you know, dunk on the crazy radical transgenderism movement in this country, but you just got to the heart of the issue. They are using this as the cudgel. They are using this as another arrow in the quiver to really turn the federal government, to turn the apparatus into just a bunch of Marxist rubber stampers. And maybe their gender is who knows what their pronouns are, they, them. And if you dare to call someone a, a he or a she, you are quite literally now going to get disciplined for doing that. I would make a cliche or well joke, but I think we've sort of crossed that Rubicon a few times over. Mike, you guys are doing such great work. Before I let you go, just give me a minute. Where are you guys working now? What are you guys looking at investigating with all your wonderful FOIAs and everything you guys do over at Heritage? So we're across the board, but the area of top focus for the oversight project, I would say, is the weaponization of government. And I would fit this into that umbrella, to be honest with you. But it's the FBI, the people with the guns who can force compliance and put you behind bars. No different than what we're seeing play out in the you know, presidential primary right now and, and the general election. And so we got to get control of the people with the guns, the people who can lock you up first and control that border because they're going to change this country dramatically. And and then anyone who opposes it is you know, subject to being called a domestic terrorist by the FBI. So the border and the weaponization are the top focus. Follow us at Oversight uh, PR, the letters PR, where we post all of our lawsuits and findings. And I'll say this, Natalie, intentionally, thank you, ma'am, for having me on. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. And I think I accidentally called you Mark. So I'm glad we don't have a transition officer here in the war room because I probably would have got in trouble for mis misnaming you. I apologize. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You guys have to follow them. You guys should have so many more followers. The work that you do is so wonderful. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And Warren Posse, we will be back after the break. We got Jenny Tear from The Daily Caller. And I think my only question after that segment is how many all-gender bathrooms are the new headquarters for the FBI going to have? Maybe that's why they need such a bigger space to accommodate all the ever-expanding list of genders that you can be. What is it now, over 100? Well, after this break, we'll have some equally enraging news about the border and everything that's not happening there. I know this is hard to believe, but we're up against another government shutdown later this month, and our wise leaders deal with it how they always do, with more spending. While lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value because more spending weakens the dollar. Now end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every 10000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. 
Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon to 989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. Now, you heard in that previous segment how CBP officers have been given resources and handbooks and, frankly, demands that they address migrants with their proper pronouns, sort of a whole diversity, equity, and inclusion approach uh, to the southern border. I'm sure the destruction of this country, so long as it's equitable, uh, would be favored and championed in by the Biden regime. But luckily, we have wonderful investigative reporters and, of course, work done by groups like Heritage Oversight to go up against that and to counter that. But like I said, the real buried lead of all of that isn't so much that they're, you know, addressing migrants who frankly probably don't even speak English and don't even know where they are. They just know who's paying them to be there. Uh, It's not so much that they care about what pronouns are being addressed with. It's that they want to make these CBP officers hate their jobs. They want the ones who don't believe in the whole pronoun shenanigans to quit because I don't think they like CBP officers very much. Remember, in the Trump years, it seemed like there was always a target on CBP and ICE and all these wonderful Americans down there who are trying to keep our borders safe. Always a target on their back. And someone who I think has been to the border many times to report on this firsthand is Jenny Terror from The Daily Caller. She's an immigration investigative reporter with them who's always putting up wonderful stories. Well, it's not wonderful stories for America, but wonderful stories for those of us who are always in search of the truth because we know the Biden regime is never going to give that to us. Jenny, your latest story, I'll just read the headline and let you rip, is exclusive. Federal agents say they're stuck, quote, babysitting illegal immigrants instead of stopping criminals. Can you walk us through what you learned? Absolutely. So right now in the Tucson sector in Arizona, in the remote desert, we're seeing thousands of migrants cross in a matter of weeks and Border Patrol cannot handle the situation. What's happened is that a lot of federal agents from other departments have been deployed to address this surge. That includes air marshals and that includes Homeland Security investigations agents They focus typically on crime within the country, and so they're being pulled off those duties, and they're having to help basically watch over these overflow rooms of illegal immigrants in a lot of cases. They do transportation of illegal immigrants uh, and not so much fighting crime uh, around the country. Now, I know the last time you were on the show, I had you talking about what was going on in Maine with the sort of illegal, illicit, or just unsupervised uh, it was marijuana growing operations, you know, that they're setting up right next to little children's daycare facilities. The locals are obviously not happy about it. But with sort of the, you know, broader approach, when you, when you see this country, you know, these cities kind of devolving into just urban hellscapes when it comes to crime and criminality and poverty 
how do you think the Biden regime has the ability to make the argument that, you know, we don't need to shut down the border. We have the resources to deploy, to curtail the invasion that's going on. You know, the, the messaging just seems so mixed, right? You have Joe Biden tweeting today that repouse Republicans are deranged because they don't want to give more money to Ukraine. They want to put the southern border first. I mean, again, like I said, you've been on the border. You've seen this stuff firsthand. How detached from reality, maybe I'm wrong, but I do think I'm right. How, how detached from reality really are Democrats, is Joe Biden's analysis of what's going on at the border? Yeah, I think the best example of this is when the Biden administration says that they're expeditiously removing these migrants after they cross illegally. What that really looks like in practice is that they're put into removal proceedings that means their case is still heard by an immigration judge. Right now, asylum cases take about four years uh, to complete, to fully complete. It takes multiple hearings. We have a really unprecedented backlog in the immigration courts. So that's actually what happens years and years down the line. Uh, so I don't know, you know, their definition of expedited, but that sure doesn't fit my understanding of the term. It really is wild when you juxtapose, I think, the, the federal government's conduct towards illegal immigrants, oftentimes from countries that are wholly hostile to the United States. When you read what's in their military code, I'm, of course, talking about China, it is quite literally to replace and supplant the United States by any means necessary, right, by unconventional warfare strategies, which I would argue a porous border is basically just, I guess, leaving the floodgates open, no pun intended, because we know the Biden regime quite literally welded the floodgates open. I believe it was out in San Diego and California. Um, but it's just absolutely crazy. I mean, the, the policies that, that they're pursuing, you can't make sense of it. You know, Steve always says, make it make sense. And really, I mean, I'm only left, and this is, of course, my, my opinion, but it's the intentional destruction of America. And, and when you see the, the rate, the rapidity which, with, with which they prosecuted January 6th offenders, and meanwhile, for these immigration courts, it's like three decades. I'll be in my 60s by the time they're prosecuting or adjudicating some of these cases. And I know people say, oh, the courts are backlogged, right? It's a staffing. It's a personnel matter. But it's almost like that is quite literally a feature of the system. It's almost like that is intentional, too. I'm just curious from your analysis, what you see on the ground from the backlogging of the, of the courts. I mean, the dates that we're looking at here when these people are actually going to have their cases heard, I'm not mistaken, it is ridiculously in the future, right? They might be letting them go now under the pretext that, well, they're, you know, have to come back and return for their hearings, which I know most of them actually don't. Um, but isn't this effectively legalizing illegal immigration? Well, I'll tell you that the uh, adjudication process, once it's finished right now, let's say someone is ordered removed or ordered to, you know, quote unquote, self-support, which is something that uh, they do. That's not something that if they don't follow through, that immigration authorities are going to actually go after them for right now in most cases. Uh, right now, the Biden administration has set a number of priorities to limit the arrests and deportations of illegal immigrants, and it is not low-level crimes, and it is not typically until conviction of crimes that illegal immigrants are actually put into those priorities for arrest and deportation.
It reminds me of the uh, little bit from Elise Stefanik grilling the college presidents where they say, well, it's not hate speech if you call for the genocide of the Jews until you actually start committing genocide, right? In other words, oh, we're not going to you know, deport these potential criminal offenders until they actually start committing crimes. Then it's okay. It's, it's such a backward, backwards approach to really the whole entire justice system and how you run a country. But I know you have another story that's equally outrageous. Exclusive Border Patrol had 22,000 illegal immigrants in custody after releasing thousands into the country. They hit 97% capacity nationwide late Tuesday uh, and releasing 6,400, nearly 6,500 illegal immigrants into the interior of the country just on Monday alone. Uh, I'd love if you could walk us through some of those, like I said, just brutally staggering figures. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, we do kind of become desensitized at a certain point because it's just been so bad um, lately that, you know, how could anything get any worse? But, you know, when I talk to Border Patrol agents right now and they're having to actually deal with this and they're seeing the overflow of facilities, they're seeing the encouraging of releasing people as soon as possible because they have to continue to bring more into those facilities for processing. It's just like this pipeline that they kind of describe as the last leg of, of smuggling, like that they're working on behalf of these human smugglers, uh, often the ones that are tied to the cartels to bring these people through, to bring them into the country. And that's really hurting their morale beyond what's already happened with that because Border Patrol has seen a surge in suicides. They have a lot of problems at home with their families. Divorces are up. There are a lot of problems and they just want to retire as soon as possible because this is not the job that they signed up for. They don't feel like it's a law enforcement job anymore. They just feel like, again, it's part of the smuggling pipeline. Can you expand a little bit on that? I never saw your reports on how suicides are expanding within within Border Patrol, sort of the emotional toll of the backwards policies of the Biden regime. So Border Patrol suicides became so bad that the agency had to actually hire what they call a suicidologist to come in and address the morale issues. Um, and that's something that, you know, has long existed in law enforcement, that they have suicides up, especially right now, especially, you know, I, I think it kind of started to devolve when it was defund the police movements, when you saw the Black Lives Matter riots, things like that. And then, of course, Border Patrol being law enforcement and then on the front lines of the border dealing with this surge right now, it's so demoralizing to them what they've seen. Um, it's also a very scary job. You're dealing with all of these people uh, they're outnumbered, they're outmanned, um, you know, people are agitated, especially right now in Arizona, these migrants that are standing there for days because Border Patrol just doesn't have the capacity to immediately apprehend them. So they're standing there, they're not eating, they don't have bathrooms, and then Border Patrol is having to approach these people that are not happy with their situations. You know, that's a very scary reality as well. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to follow you before you're back on next time, where can they go to do all that? You can follow me on Twitter at Jenny S. Tear. Thank you. Thank you, Jenny, for joining us.
And, you know, I, I just have to say, right, when you hear all these people complaining that we ousted Kevin McCarthy, the far right, that was what the Apple News alert said, we ousted Kevin McCarthy, who had such a successful reign as Speaker of the House, they had to bring a suicidologist in to make sure that Custom and Border Patrol agents weren't continuing to kill themselves at record high rates because of the feckless inaction, the ineptitude and the inability of our House Republicans to push back against the asinine, but frankly, intentionally asinine, the intentional destruction of America. Now, maybe to weak, spineless rhinos, that's what leadership look like. looks like. But all I have to say to Kevin McCarthy is good riddance, and I hope Mike Johnson steps up to the plate and actually does something and not just sit there and complain that the Senate hasn't taken up H.R. 2, which he had to kick E-Verify out of during the debt ceiling negotiations for God knows why. But I hope we actually play like the left does, get our hands dirty with both barrels, as Steve would say, metaphorically. The apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and your cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com fieldofgreens.com make sure you take take it today use your agency action 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 fieldofgreens.com promo code bannon here's your host stephen k bannon Welcome back to the war room. I got some uh, texts during the break saying that I seem very fired up today, which I am, but I guess I'm just trying to take a little more uh, inspiration from Steve because he's been on a real roll with the rants lately. So I I guess imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So I do my best. Um, But speaking of doing the best, the Biden regime is certainly doing that when it comes to wanting to get in the way, block neuter, nullify, whatever word you want to use, uh, of a potential second term of the Trump administration, particularly on the immigration front. They know what's happening. They watch the war room. They see the poll numbers. They know that Trump is going to win. So they're trying to, and we're going to have someone from the American Accountability Foundation, Tom Jones, joining us to get really granular with this, but some interesting sort of personnel switcheroo, uh, with the legality of you know political appointees versus civil servants, which makes it harder to fire them. Um, but the Biden regime is sort of weaponizing that tactic, yet another form of lawfare, uh, to really ingrain and solidify these open border zealots um, in the federal government to make sure that even if Trump were to win again, when he wins again, um, that his ability to effectuate the policies that we talk about here on the show every day 
uh, God willing, the mass deportations, um, it's going to be a little more difficult to do. So Tom, I think I see you. I think we have you up. I'd love if you could walk us through this character by the name of Claire Trickler McNulty. That is a real name, I guess. um, And what she is doing, how the Biden regime is kind of playing around with her position in the federal government. Sure. So let's back up a little bit and understand who Claire McNulty is. Claire McNulty is a left-wing activist who has really been the go-to person within the Biden administration to allow migrants to be released into the interior without being put into detention. Um, And really has, she's been working at this for decades as an activist on the left. And then actually the, she got a civil service position during the Trump administration. And she used that to frustrate the initiatives from Ken Cuccinelli, Stephen Miller, other folks who were really pushing for, for really aggressive, hard policies on the border. She used her position within ICE uh, during the Trump administration to frustrate them. And she said that explicitly. And then when the Biden administration came through, she became that point person. She was the person behind the uh, the procurement on the border to put migrants in hotels instead of in detention facilities. And right now what we're seeing is kind of a slow motion process called burrowing, where they take political appointees who are highly partisan individuals and they move them into civil service positions. And it's exactly like you said, Natalie, it makes it incredibly difficult to fire those people um, when they they work to frustrate the administration's agenda. So we've had sources tell us that there's there's an effort afoot to burrow Claire McNulty into ICE so that she can use that position to, to block a second Trump administration. Yet they still try to tell us that the administrative state, the deep state, doesn't exist. And it's just a figment of our, you know, deranged, far-right, Christian nationalist imaginations. It's absolutely insane. I'm just curious. I know you guys have a lot of sources. Uh, You talk to a lot of people kind of around the Biden regime. They know, you know, what's up over over there, over at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I would assume that this tactic burrowing is is not just specific uh, to immigration, to DHS, uh, to, to what's going on there. I would assume it's sort of happening across the federal government, especially yeah. as the Trump transition, the Trump effort to kind of go after the administrative state heats up. I'm just curious if you have any insight on that. Yeah, no, they're going to really start to start to supercharge this burrowing effort over the next couple months because they, it, you know, there's a lot of kind of mechanical things they have to do to get approvals and get the Office of Personnel Management to approve these transitions. Um, but it's going to happen, and it's going to be across the government because they understand that the deep state is incredibly effective. They have a lot of tools that they can pull. At the end of the day, you need objective civil servants to implement the president's agenda. And the Biden administration realizes if they can get their guys in there, that they're going to be able to to have the tools to block Trump. And the only way he's going to be able to to push back against this, if he said, basically, he's going to have to say, to heck with the civil service laws. I'm firing these people. Your, your key cards to get in the building are turned off and your computer's revoked and you're not coming back in Tuesday morning after I'm sworn in. But he's going to have to be really aggressive to make sure that these woke civil servants that are burrowed in aren't allowed to, to block an agenda from a duly elected president. But the only way, the only way it's going to happen is if there's mass firings in the federal civil service. 
think those were probably just like the best 20 seconds of war room today. I just imagine Donald Trump going up to these civil servants one by one and saying, you know, you're fired. <laughs> Your privileges to get in the building have been revoked. I think that would be retribution uh, uh, to a T. Uh, I know you guys have also, right? That's that's what, that's what we're looking for. Um, but I know, Tommy, you guys have also been doing uh, some really wonderful work in tracking. Now we're going to pivot to another threat, this time a little less man, a little more machine, uh, AI, and how these big tech giants are funding, sort of burrowing in a way, but yeah. these you know fake experts who are very concerned with diversity, equity, and inclusion, and wokeness, and all these wonderful things, um, but how they're like installing them essentially in Republican and conservative elected officials' offices to sort of you know taint the policies that yeah. they're putting out when it comes to AI. Yeah, I, I think you really need to appreciate the the Morton Blackwell's twenty sixth law of the public policy process. Personnel is policy, and the left gets that. And so what we're seeing happen this week is that Microsoft, Google, a couple other big tech companies endowed a program at this left-wing science group called the American Association for the Advancement of Science, AAAS as it goes by. And what AAAS has is they have this long-standing fellowship program with the United States Congress where they get to take their experts and put them into congressional offices so that they can provide, you know, supposedly technical advice. Well, what's happened is they they're putting left-wing advocates into the office. And what we saw, unfortunately, I'm not going to call them conservatives, but I'll say Republicans um, have been taking some of these fellows. Senator Bill Cassidy, an example. Uh, this guy brought on a a left-wing diversity activist from the AAAS fellowship. Who they're really going to be uh, be able to execute a, a kind of a rearguard action against conservative policies? This is a woman who hates the Second Amendment. She's mocking, you know, folks when, when folks you know, sh you know share thoughts and prayers about tragedy. She was mocking those people. We have those receipts on uh, on Twitter. This is the type of person that that Bill Cassidy brought into his office, and you know we wonder how these things happen in these offices. They bring in loser personnel and they get loser advice. Every time I hear the word expert, I think about the, I guess, de facto motto of the United States in, you know, 2019, which was trust the experts. And you nailed it, uh, the nail on the head. You know, these experts are nothing more than left-wing activists with a bunch of corporate money behind them masquerading as experts in stuff that they actually know nothing about. Um, Tom, I know you guys are always ahead of the curve, leading the charge when it comes to these investigations. Before I let you go, uh, do you want to give the audience maybe show a little ankle where you guys are looking or working on next, where you guys are kind of headed with your investigations? Well, yeah, we're, we're looking at a guy who's going to be the next George Soros, the next Tom Steyer, John Arnold. We're going to start talking about him soon, but there's really there's a lot of left wing big money that's coming into the the uh, argument, and it's um, you know George Soros is is not long for this world, but uh, there's, there's a lot of left wing billionaires that are coming behind him. Unfortunately for America, unfortunately for the world, that is indeed true. Tom, if people want to follow you. Uh, follow the American Accountability Foundation, support you guys. Where can they go to do all that? Hey, Twitter is the place to follow us. We're exposing Biden is our handle on Twitter and then AmericanAccountabilityFoundation.com on, uh, on the Internet. Exposing Biden. I think I've said it before, but I feel like that's one of the best usernames. I might have to, to fight you for that. <laughs> it's a good one. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on.
of course. And I think we got Dave Walsh. We got a few minutes, a couple minutes before we have to go to break. But Dave, before we do that, I'd love if you could rip a little bit on sort of the, the opening salvo of COP28, some of the stuff that's being said there that maybe we agree with, maybe oh. that we don't. Where do we stand on everything? Well, we had a we did have a wonderful kickoff presentation at COP28 by Sultan Al-Jabbar of the UAE, who proclaimed to the assembled mass at COP28 that there is indeed no science behind demands for the phase-out of fossil fuels. This is the president of the, of the forum and the sultan from the host country speaking the truth. He also has degrees from institutions such as Harvard, highly educated man, who regaled the conference with that basic truth. Very, very, very interesting, auspicious beginning to the uh, COP28 conference conducted by the UN about CO2 abatement, in which we, you know, we've had an agreement now by the assembled group to um, vote for reparations, climate reparations, to the third world, emanating, of course, from the developed Western Europe and U.S., to make payments for climate damage caused by our activities in the past. And also, a Biden announced a methane, a new program attacking methane, which is the latest boogeyman of the left that uh, is kind of displacing CO2 a little bit. Methane is one 226th prevalent as CO2 in the upper atmosphere. So CO2 is 420 parts per million. Methane is 1.8 parts per million in the atmosphere, but now the administration is telling us we must attack it. We must cease gas-fired power generation more rapidly. We must constrain methane from uh, fracking and gas supply to save humanity and save the globe at, at a tremendous cost to industry and ratepayers and electricity users across the country and the world. So a lot of, a lot of lunacy coming out of that, but some sanity with Al-Jabbar's commentary on the there being no science behind demands for the phase out of fossil fuels. Those methane figures that you just walked us through, I think are sort of a, a perfect example of the racket, the scam that is the climate change industry. In other words, we you know have to focus on this one thing that isn't gonna make any difference at all. Meanwhile, we'll pursue policies that allow our greatest foreign adversaries like China to get ahead, I'm just curious specifically on the reparations front. I may be mistaken on this, but I also don't think I am. Um, it's it's true that a lot of the policy proposals that we've seen for so-called climate reparations would actually entitle the Chinese Communist Party yes. to receive those reparations too, correct? Can you walk us through that a well, little bit? This hasn't been finalized, but the list of countries still under consideration for receipt really are all of those who have been going to argue that they they're underdeveloped and that they have been damaged by climate change coming from the U.S. and Western Europe early days in the 1800s and now in the last century. In this century, industrialization damaging their their weather and their and their uh, country with storms and the hazards of floods and heavy rains and things of this nature. So, yeah, China is still on the list with India. China, who's got the largest military in the world. China, that's got the second largest economy in the world. China, that's the uh, threatening to attack Taiwan, supporting Hezbollah, supporting Hamas, supporting Iran, supporting Russia in this war that we're funding against the Ukraine, an ally of Russia. We're talking about um, Al Gore and particularly John Kerry supporting the administration, aggressively talking about reparations also to China with the huge military, again, a huge GDP, and a country with which we have an $800 trillion billion balance of trade deficit with, that we should pay them 
for the weather damage caused there by our, our own CO2, where they issue more CO2 than all of the OECD countries combined. I mean, this is absolute craziness. China, the, I think we've we got to jump to break, Dave, so I want to hold you through if I can. But uh, pretty sure China, the same country that John Kerry's stepson was making hordes of cash off of with Hunter Biden. I would, I would nominate Dave Walsh for a climate czar in the Trump administration, but I don't think we're going to have one of those in President Donald Trump's second term because climate change is not a pressing threat. We'll be right back with Dave and Mike Lindell. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider standing behind their service and their values as a company. They are an example of putting the cause ahead of profits. And it's why I am proud and the War Room Posse is proud to partner with them. For Black Friday, Patriot Mobile wants to give you a brand new smartphone when you make the switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. And repeat that without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and much more. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, and for a limited time, get a smartphone for free. Go to PatriotMobile.com Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. That's Friday 76. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. Again, we're talking about a free smartphone. Offers eligible only with the Black Friday promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me. Make that switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Promo code Friday76. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the war when we got a few minutes left with Dave Walsh before we have Mike Lindell joining us to talk about how wonderful you guys, the war room posse are, how you guys really stand in the breach of all these attacks from the mainstream media, from establishment Republicans, from Democrats, from illegal invasions, you name it. Um, But before we get to all that, Dave Walsh, I know you had some interesting, groundbreaking, quite literally, analysis that you wanted to bring to the war room uh, that has to do with, if I understand correctly, pipelines, carbon pipelines in Iowa and South Dakota. Um, Okay, I got it right. Yes. Um, What is going on with all of that? Yeah, this is an emerging issue that's probably going to have an effect on the Iowa primary in the caucus. The the fact of these, there's a couple of massive, massive um, carbon capture pipelines being built through Iowa from South Dakota, in South Dakota, that the voters in both states are something like 75 and 82 percent predisposed to be dead set against because of the eminent domain activities that farmers are getting for family farms being disturbed by having to allow right away for, in one case, Summit Carbon Solutions with a 2,000 mile carbon pipeline from South Dakota to Illinois 
and then the Heartland Greenway carbon capture project of the 1,300-mile pipeline in affecting Illinois and South Dakota. Voters are generally pretty furious with the fact that family farmers are being upset with having to issue free use of their land to, to put this pipeline on. I mean, this 75 to 82% opposition to this. So the concern is, you know, a lot of the candidates who have kind of been uh, funded by large uh, energy companies that are, are all about the green movement, such as Nextera funding DeSantis, those types of candidates may struggle with voters who know about these carbon capture pipelines. One of them funded heavily by BlackRock Equity. In fact, several of the projects BlackRock is a huge funder of, Larry Fink's organization, uh, billions of dollars, but these are subsidized. These are subsidized by the Biden IRA. They're made possible by the Biden IRA. They have no economic benefit. CO2 is 0.004 of the content of the upper atmosphere. The man-caused portion of that is 5% of that. It's a nominal substance. This is why the uh, methane thing is hitting full stride because the carbon the carbon discussion and excuse is not really working out for the left. So they're going to methane. But this uh, carbon capture thing is enormously expensive, has zero value added, and winds up disturbing uh, family farmers with their with eminent domain demands on their property to have these pipelines uh, carrying carbon to discharge it into caverns below ground carried. So could be a big issue in the upcoming primary that could favor the president, President Trump. And, uh, and specifically DeSantis, who's heavily backed by Nextera, the solar company of Florida, California, the wind company in California, the utility here in Florida, who have pocketed his um, campaign coffers with enormous millions to support their solarization of Florida and uh, California as well. So um, very interesting effect this carbon capture scheme could have on the Iowa primaries. As most voters are dead set against eminent domain commands to farmers. Yeah. Dave Walsh, always bringing the receipts, engaging in what climate change activists could probably only call hate speech. Thank you so much for joining us. If people want to follow you and stay up to date with everything you're working on, where can they go to do all that? At uh, Getter and True Social, Dave Walsh Energy. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Dave. Now, Mike Lindell, I think we have you. I think I see you. I hear you have some words you want to deliver to the war room posse. I'll let it rip. Go ahead. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, you know. Ever since uh, we had our election summit in August, I have been my pillow's been under, been under a full blown attack because we came out with the plan to secure our elections, which you can find at lindellplan.com. Everybody, lindellplan.com. Well, they went. They did not want this plan out there, and they wanted to silence me and silence my pillow. But we would have none of it. You guys at the War Room Posse, I want to thank you all. We've, we've, we've gotten through it. We're getting through it. Uh, I think we're coming out the other side here. Everything's secure. All the uh, factories are full. My call center's full. So we want to give back to you with the best specials, some of them exclusive just to the War Room Posse. But one of the big ones this week when we just got these in was our flannel sheets, everybody. These flannel sheets, we have a very limited supply. You here at the War Room Posse, you can get them as low as $29.98 and free shipping on your entire order. And please call my agents all over the country. They're 800-873-1062. They love talking to the War Room Posse because you guys are the ones that have gotten us through that, that kept their jobs secure. Use that promo code War Room. And you can also go to the website. I want to point this out, too. We have the Roll and Go Anywhere pillows for $9.99, everybody. You can get all your gifts for under $10 for free shipping. 
all of it for free shipping. We have the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper. If you have a bed and it's not, and you're not sleeping right, get a different input to get an amazing, great output. Uh, get that for yourself for Christmas. Uh, we've got all our, our slippers are on sale. Everything's on sale for the War Room Posse and free shipping on your entire order. One thing I want to add, everybody, is Christmas, you know, it's, uh, from the time they open the presents at Christmas, we're going to extend the money-back guarantee until March 1st of 2024 so you get the War Room Posse and rest assured you have every confidence in the world. They're going to love the gifts, but if they have a problem, they got that money-back guarantee. Mike, I have one question before I let you go. We got about a minute. I don't know if you've ever been asked this, at least on War Room, but if you had to recommend one product for a Christmas gift, what is your personal favorite product that the MyPillow website offers? I, I would say it would be the Giza Dream Sheets. The Giza, I love the Giza Dream Sheets. They're the best sheets in history, um, or these, or the flannel sheets. They're the best flannel sheets in history. Uh, that would be a toss-up between the my between the <laughs> my pillow 2.0. Then you know what? One of the things, Nellie, all my pillow gifts are great because we reverse each one of them to um, to manifest into the best sleep ever, and uh, the towels, everything. They're just all great products and. We take such pride in them to their best gifts ever. I wholeheartedly agree. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. One more time, if you want to give us the phone number and the website people can go to. Yeah, go call 800-873-1062. Tell them your promo code War Room. They'll talk to you. They'll take their orders. They all work on your helping them too. We are a company of, of, of um, employee-owned company. So they all, you know, they're all making commissions and stuff. They, they love it. And, or go to the go to mypillow.com backslash war room. You can go there. Use that promo code war room, everybody. You're free shipping on your entire order. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Mike. Have a good one. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Natalie. And War Room Posse, thank you for hanging with me. Make sure you guys check out amfest.com. If you want to hang out with me, Steve, the whole posse, probably primarily Steve and Phoenix for Amfest. We'll be there, the whole posse, the whole crew. You'll get to meet all of us. So Steve will be back for the next show. So don't go. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. Dot com, All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.